Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing mid-90s and talking about some of our favorite A24 movies. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing okay, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. So, um, brief note here. First of all, um, Enrique is running the sound today. Oh, yeah. Not, um, <laughs> not Matt. So, if there's any audio issues, you can always blame Enrique. So, that's um, the idea there. That being said, we have two guests with us today. So, that's something. Uh, we have joining us yet again Noah. Noah, how you doing? Doing pretty good. And then we have new guest Will. Will, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah. So these are two people that um, hopefully we'll be seeing or you'll be hearing more often mm-hmm. as we move forward, and that will be fun. And they both have seen and want to talk about mid '90s, so that's going to be awesome. Ozzy, it's nice to have a full panel again, isn't it? Yeah, man, it's nice. You know, it's a little refreshing with new people. You know, how you doing, guys? Everything good? You guys nervous? <laughs> nervous? I mean, I was nervous last week. I'm, hey. I'm a bit better this week, I guess. I mean, you get the couch this time, so yeah, that's pretty relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's Will's first time, so uh, we'll try to take it easy on him. And you and Enrique's. Enrique's not going to be talking too much today. We had a little bit of an issue with his mic, but um, don't take it out on the new guy, please. All right, <laughs> let's yes. get into um, the, all of this stuff. But first, let's talk a little bit about A24, because this movie is yet another A24 movie, mid-90s, and this company has just been on a hot streak. <laughs> I mean, you can even say, depending on um, how versed you are in their filmography, you can say they've been on a hot streak since they started in 2013. Uh, if you don't know what A24 is... It is a production company that mainly produces, um, I, I don't know if, in, based on their budget, I think it's fair to say independent film. Uh, they produce a lot of independent film. They produced a lot of um, low-budget film. And they have received plenty of critical and um, just general awards um, accolades. So I, are you guys all fans? Are we all fans of A24 here? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. They're, uh, they're yeah. Movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I know Ozzy and I have uh raved about them in the past and certainly even this year. Uh we'll we'll go through a little bit more of their filmography as we move forward, but A twenty four, um it's just it, they've made so many good movies. I mean, just scrolling through this list, I just tons of movies that I love watching and I can't wait to talk about. And there are multiple movies on this list, by the way, that I have different people who say that it's like their favorite movie like period just like just saying that's pretty incredible um 
Anything else to say about A24, Noah? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're generally, they're just kind of like, kind of quirky. A lot of them are a bit weird. Um, yes. The Lobster, <laughs> Lobster comes to mind. Super weird movie. Um, kind of, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty up there artistically, so, and, and, some people might find them difficult to uh, to digest, but I think they're they're all fantastic movies. Yeah. Yes, I will never forget watching two people leave, very clearly and very obviously leave, um, Swiss Army Man right after the mm. first ten minutes of the movie, and I didn't like I don't blame them because that movie is very much you either buy in and just accept what's happening or you don't. And if you don't, then you're not going to want to stay for the Boo, rest of Boo, you whore. Uh, yes, I agree <laughs> <laughs> to those people. Um, Ozzy, do you, do you, what's your, I don't want to say what's your favorite H24 movie. Do you have anything to say about H24 before we dump, jump into the movie? I mean, I think they're a really great production company. I, I, I feel that they put out very interesting content. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do, do you understand why they're not necessarily like the most easily accessible movies or approachable movies? Yes, um, it's. I mean, I was I was with you when we saw Swiss Army Man. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm never gonna forget that. Just they they just saw the first scene and they're like, nope, <laughs> and they just left. <laughs> I was like, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Um, I mean, they put out really, they put out really great stuff. I think um, stuff that it's hard for me sometimes. For me, it's even hard to digest. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have to go into an A twenty four movie being, you know, very open minded. That's right. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's it's not an A twenty four movie is not for everybody. There's some A twenty four movies where I'm just like, I'm one hundred percent in for the weirdness. But there's other ones where I'm just like. I understand what you're trying to do, but it's just not me. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Not my taste, but you know I respect them for 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 going and for going for these unique routes. Yeah, yeah. That other production companies wouldn't dare to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with them, I feel like with their particular production company, you you know the director has a little bit more room to be creative oh, yes that's very like. clear yeah <laughs> so which is which is something you don't get with a lot of production companies you know yeah. if you look at marvel cinematic universe well yeah that's the, the directors there have to be yeah yeah <laughs> like it's, it's two, already, two companies more different <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like they, yeah. you know with an mcu director you know he has to be very confined to a degree yeah he has certain liberties he or she has certain liberties but it's it's really confined into what the company wants as far as A twenty four is concerned. It's you know the director has creative liberty there. Oh yeah. Um, and and which I a hundred percent like because I like to see a director's style and a director's take mm-hmm. on a particular film, which is what we did see I believe in mid nineties, and we'll yes. get into that when we get to that review. Yeah. But um, that's what I feel is is really unique about A twenty four, and that's why it's one of my favorite production companies, just because yeah. it's. No, it's not just a blockbuster. It's not just another movie. It's 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 something that you're gonna walk out of, and you're gonna you're gonna want to talk about it with somebody. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's 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 a twenty four movies and, and indie movies in general. They're 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 you know they're really amazing and and and, and yeah. I mean, I think it it's really it's really up to you to be open minded to going into these movies. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Um... Will are you a big A twenty four fan as well? Um, it's not it's not like 
some I didn't start really watching them, I guess, until maybe some of them I didn't even know were A twenty four films. Oh, I didn't yeah, <laughs> wasn't aware of them until probably this year or like last year. I started yeah. actually paying attention to the name popping up more yeah. and more. Um I there's some films on there that you know that they've put out that I would say I aren't my favorite. Yeah. A lot of people love them, but I just wasn't a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's some on the list that are some of my favorite films, just period. So yeah. it's it's depend when I go in, you know, I never really know if I'm gonna like it or not. Yeah. Sometimes I'll come out loving it, sometimes I'll just come out hating it. So and I think that's a product of a little bit of what Ozzy was talking about, where they just kind of let their directors go for it. And when you go for it that hard, sometimes it's gonna hit, and sometimes you're really gonna miss. Smoke um, mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Thank you, Enrique. Um, Enrique's talking via the soundboard today. So uh, that is certainly not an A24 movie, but it's still a great one. I love that movie. Um, anyway, last thing about A24, and this will lead us right into uh, mid-90s. They have, one of the things that they like to do, and this is kind of an indie movie thing in general, is they make these movies that aren't very story-driven. They're very either character-driven or, as Enrique likes to say, they're kind of time capsules. Mm. And that's something that uh, very much applies to mid-90s. Now, the downside of that is you're going to have people who will call them nothing-happens movies. Mm. And that's... (laughs) (laughs) I understand where they're coming from. Because if you look, even at mid-90s, or something like 8th Grade that came out earlier this year, or The Florida Project, which came out last year, which I love that movie, is, or even Lady Bird from last year, they're just these characters kind of experiencing either a moment in time, or just going through life, or going through a place, and there's not too much in terms of plot, you know? And that will drive some people insane. If you don't like that, then... Um, we have a problem. And I'm curious to see what the general reaction to mid-90s ends up being. Uh, that being said, let's start talking about the movie. Uh, Will, let's start with you. What were your overall thoughts on mid-90s? Um, it was kind of mixed. I thought it was okay. It, was, it wasn't... It didn't, you know, I didn't walk away with it being one of my favorite films or anything. I didn't absolutely hate it. It was just kind of like... It was kind of there. I don't know. Maybe I'd get more out of it if I saw it a second time, but I'm not entirely sure if I would want to see it a second time. So, it yeah, you know. fair enough. Um, no, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I liked a lot of the uh, the aesthetics. I guess the the soundtrack is really cool. It's kind of like a mix of '90s hip hop and sort of. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's all I can think of. Is there's a lot of '90s hip hop. There's definitely a lot of '90s. A lot of '90s culture. A lot of skate skating. Um, it was kind of refreshing to see skate culture in a context that's about skating, as yeah. opposed to just clothing, which is what it is now. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it was it was neat. It's like a a movie where the uh, the main thing that's happening is these guys are skating, I guess. And I went into this with absolutely no idea what it was about. You just told me to go see it and so I saw it so um yeah I went away it was a it was pleasant surprise yeah yeah uh Ozzy what about you I mean it was it was a good movie um was it is it gonna be in my top 10 of the year nope probably not but um yeah (laughs) um uh, this is this is kind of crazy I I was not expecting to be the highest person on this movie (laughs) um yeah I really like this movie I think this is Probably one of the better movies of the year. I 
I haven't really, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I have not been keeping track of uh, my ratings as well as I normally do this year, but I, I really like this movie. Like, I had a great time watching it. I was satisfied really all the way up until the end, and I think these characters were very well written, and this is a, if there's anything surprising about this movie, it's how good of a job Jonah Hill did. As the director and writer of this movie, I I mean, I was not really, I didn't know what to expect in terms of his uh, direction, and I was really blown away. I really like this movie. Uh, Enrique, I'm going to I'm gonna call on you. We're going to turn your mic on, because you are even higher than I am, so what did I you think? I really like this movie. <laughs> it was, it was a bop. Like, it was oh. an official bop. Like, that was, it was, it was so good. Like, and even, like like you said, I was really surprised with Jonah Hill's writing. Like, there were different things that, like, I caught on early in the movie, just, like, subtle things where I'm like, oh, he's making a writing connection right there. And if you can see those things, that's that's a very good thing. And just, like, the cinematography in this movie is also really interesting. I think the aspect ratio really helped in it being yeah. shot on film and everything just gave it a, a nice feel. It was shot on film because I couldn't actually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because uh, that grain look. Yeah. Jonah Hill uh, made a point uh, throughout the process to point that out. That that, and along with the fact that uh, he was very adamant on he wanted skate skaters, not actors. So okay. he 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 got people who know how to skate first and foremost, and then like he was like, we'll worry about the acting part later, which is surprising because I don't think there's. I don't really think there's a performance that sticks out and you go, he does not know what he's doing. <laughs> so that's pretty surprising to me. Uh, but let's go positives. Ozzy, let's start with you. What are your positives for this movie or some of them? I think the cinematography is probably like the most positive thing I have about the movie. Just what they, just the fact that they used um, just the straight foam to, uh, I don't know, what, what what was it that they used again, Enrique? Just... Just film. Totally forgot. <laughs> just, just film. They just shot it on no. film, Maybe. and then they used yeah, a I mean, I very was... unique aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah, a, I mean, like... I, which I thought it was, which I thought it was really nice to see that, just because it, I felt that I was watch, I felt like I was in the '90s again, just by mm-hmm. watching, just by, just for the design of the cinematography, bringing us back to that era. I thought it was really nice seeing that. Um, as far as um, the acting goes, I think the acting in this movie is is overall really good. I think. Um, Sonny Soljic's character. He's he's the character. He's a, he's the actor who plays Steve Stevie, the the boy that we follow in the movie. Mm-hmm. Although he did really good um, for for uh, a lead in this movie, I think he did really good. Um, interested to see what else he could do. Um, and I did like to see. I did like to see Kate Catherine Watterson in the movie playing the mother. I thought she did really good as well for the small bit that she was in. Um, and for me, Lucas Hedges probably had the best performance, in my opinion. I, do you think that's a little bit... I know you're a huge Lucas Hedges guy. I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't I, say I, best I just, performance, I, but... I would give him best performance. I mean, for me, he just... I mean, for me, in the, in the scenes that I saw him in, I, I thought he did really, really well. Um, there was nothing that some of the other actors did. Uh, there was nothing that was really, you know, giving me like, wow, like, this is a really... Uh, this is a really stand up performance. I think the other I think one of my other favorite ones uh, that's also a stand up is uh Nakel Smith. He played Ray. I thought he really did mm-hmm. I thought he was another standout for me. Um, you know, how their relationship kind of formed um, between like an older brother and little brother relationship. I, I like their chemistry 
and, and how their relationship kind of grew into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'll say about that. And I did like the group. I did like the, the, the group of friends that kind of came together. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there are one of the best parts about it is that they were so believable as just this tight knit group that you, you just you felt like you were dropped right into this group of friends and you really buy into the fact that they've known each other for forever. And they have this dynamic between them. I, I really like that aspect of it. And that goes back to, again, Jonah Hill's writing. So I, I think they do a great job on in that respect. I would say the lead is probably the best performance in this movie. I was so impressed by him. I was so impressed by him. Like, he has so many scenes where he... Because, okay, he's playing what? What, what do we want to say? How, do we, did we ever know what his age is? 12-ish? Oh, yeah, I think 12, maybe 10. 10 to 12-ish? Yeah. He, he plays this little kid. Like, he's a little kid mm-hmm. who just is experiencing so much around him. There's so much chaos going around him. He, and a lot of it is his fault because he makes some very <laughs> terrible choices, but he also, yeah, because he's a kid. Mm-hmm. And then there's also all of this, again, just his world is kind of insane because his brother is a nut job. Um, and his mom obviously has her own history. And he, he has this great way of portraying, in my opinion, he has this great way of portraying that he doesn't know how to deal with it. That's the best part about it is like he just he's seeing all this happen. All this is he's experiencing all of this and he doesn't know what to do. And that's why he reacts the way he reacts. That's why he does the things he does. I think that in combination with the writing of that again by Jonah Hill, it just it works so well together. I, I just, I really appreciated his performance in that way. Um, so that's why I would give the best performance to him. Again, I don't think Lucas Hedges is bad. I I think he's really good. Uh, I, I would just say, I think it's a little too far to say that, but fair enough. Um, Noah, what are some of your positives? Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, uh, the, uh, the the lead actor, he's he was incredible. I thought it was really interesting how... Like, I was thinking back to the beginning of the movie and how he acted then. Like, that's how you know when it's a good performance is when, like, the beginning, how they behave, like, he was trying to, like, he's trying to get the approval of these older kids that he wants to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's generally why he did, does the thing he things he do. Yeah. <laughs> why he does the things that he does. He, like, learns how to skate and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, And then towards the end when he's sort of inside this group, it's like... Uh, it, he's just um, like the things that he's picked up from them. Mm-hmm. It's all it all commu- it's all communicated very well. Will, what are some positives with you? Um, it's, so I like. I mean, cinematography in this was amazing. It had uh, the acting was great in it. Directing is great. Uh, I think the characters are really fleshed out. And this probably sounds weird too. When I said I didn't really like the movie that much. <laughs> um. um I mean, it was really well filmed. Um, the soundtrack, like I said, was probably one of my favorite things in this. I also like how it didn't exactly, it didn't fully stick to '90s music exactly. Mm-hmm. I noticed some of the songs. Um, there's, for instance, near the beginning, uh, just I don't know why I know the song. There's like a <laughs> punk song at the very beginning from you know PMA by Bad Brains, which is was made in 1980. And then there's the 50s song. There's like, I think it's 50s or 60s. I didn't know that song, but I know that that was in it at one point too. Um, 
but I like how it didn't fully stick exactly to that. It had some variation to it. Um, I also like how, if you noticed, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails to stick to 90s trends uh, mm-hmm. helped with, I don't know if he, it said he had something to do with the soundtrack. Um, and uh, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the characters were very, very deep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, when you kind of look into it, though, it, it it comes across like a very sort of I don't in a sense when you look at the cinematography and all of that it kind of mm-hmm. looks like a happy sort of feeling to it, but when you look at the characters they're very very every single person in the film is really a, a broken person, mm-hmm. so um, I kind of like I guess you call it juxtaposition in yeah. a sense. Um, I liked that about it, uh, so I guess I'll leave it there and explain more of yeah. my issues. It with kind that. of. It looks at things through a bit of a nostalgic lens, but just because, like, of the things that are happening, I think we kind of see that this isn't, like, good, like, (laughs) some of the things that are happening right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, but because, like, again, the way they approached the filmmaking of it was with such a um, fondness, it's, like, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. I I agree with you. And then last thing I'm going to say in terms of positives is... The pacing of this is surprisingly like good. I mean, the, the I, I don't know if you guys will agree, but this movie is eighty four minutes. This is less than an hour and a half. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. This movie, like you say, a movie's less than an hour and a half these days. That's really short. Mm-hmm. That is a really short movie. Yeah, and it didn't feel short, and not in a bad way, at all. I I feel like this movie felt like a solid two hour movie. I just was enjoying the time watching it. So yeah. I, I, I think that's certainly a positive for me as well. And it's definitely better because like you were saying, not a lot happens. Yes. So like as things are like the the little things that are happening are very engaging mm-hmm. and very consistently. Definitely. Based. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um anybody else have any positives before we move on to negatives? No? All right. Well moving on to negatives. Um and this is a scene that this is something that uh, it's very particular, and I'm going to just talk about it without going too in depth in terms of spoilers. But there's a scene that <laughs> that takes place in this movie where it, and I don't mean to get all sociopolitical on us, and I'm going to avoid it as much as I can. But there is a scene that very much uh, would be perceived differently if it were gender swapped. <laughs> Oh, and <laughs> it is problematic, but it also uh, the fact that I noticed it kind of is a. It, I'm trying. I'm trying to not spoil this, and also some men just want to watch the world, and also not be too preachy here. But it points out a problem in our society. So I don't necessarily think it's full on a negative, but it's certainly something to note. Mm-hmm. That's what I will say. And if you've seen the movie, you will probably know what scene I'm talking about. If you have not, um, the, just be aware that there is a scene that is shown in a way that is meant to be like a positive, quote unquote. But if you think about it at all, eesh, uh, that's uh, questionable at best. <laughs> um, so that's my first positive. I don't mean to start us off super dark, but um, that's the direction that my mind went. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, Will, let's start with you. What are some of your negatives? Um, it, I know what scene you're talking about, and I thought that was 
creepy. <laughs> I guess is the way to describe it. Yeah. Um, my the negatives, I guess I would have, my biggest issue with it was that what I was saying where it has these broken characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he, he comes like within the relationship as well as friends he has, there comes up even with his brother and his mom, it's like there's, they put the issues in the film, but it never really explores it. And I mean, I think that was the point when they made it. That was kind of what they were going for mm-hmm. It's just for me, when they set that up, it's like, I wanted, I wanted to see more and maybe that's what they wanted out of their audience. Um, mm-hmm. but I wanted like, for instance, with, with, uh, you know, Ruben, I'm not going to say anything that's with his life, but I know it seems like there's, uh, what is is Stevie? Stevie's the main yeah, character. Yeah, Stevie's thing? the main I know character. more sunrise, yep. sunburn, but sunburn. yeah, <laughs> but um, it it seems like with their relationship, uh, Stevie could have been, I guess, more of a positive influence in his life. Mm-hmm. He could have been helpful to him, but it just never really goes into that at all. Mm-hmm. It, it was like they they a lot of them could benefit from each other in certain different ways, but it never explores it it sort of talks about like certain things like how they feel about each other but it never it never like they're never motivated to actually go change anything they change anything off of their feelings Mm -hmm. which i guess that was my biggest issue was with Mm -hmm. that and the plot um and then yeah there's uh, i don't know if you want to talk about there's another part (laughs) but um yeah in in defense of that i I would say that it, this movie is very much shot through the lens of, a, I don't want to say it, I guess it's kind of shot through, it's, it's, I mean, Stevie's our main character. We're mm-hmm. perceiving everything through him in a way. Mm-hmm. And kids don't deal with things. Mm-hmm. So there's all of this stuff happening, and there's that different, dyna- I agree what you're saying, there's, com- there's really fascinating dynamics with all these characters, and they are very broken. But he's a kid, and we're watching it through his lens. So I, I guess that's my perspective on it. But I get what you're saying as well. Um, yeah, but I mean, as for instance, like the relationship that he has with his brother, they explore that throughout the different acts of the movie. And it, for me, it never really, I never really got an ending out of that. Yeah. And for me, I'm an older brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I would have saw my sister in the hospital, like, I would have tried to make up with... Make up you with also her, have a very whatever. different relationship with your sister than <laughs> he has with his but, but at the end of the day, like, <laughs> even if I just, like, if my sister... Even there's there's family members that I don't necessarily get along with, you know, and, and, and if they're in the hospital like that, I would try to make up... I would try to make up for, with them in, in whatever way I can. And it's just, like, for me, I was just like, I mean, like... Well, we what, see I mean, that. I... I think I there's a very agree. subtle way. There's but, a very uh, subtle way a, that we see that. To a but, degree. But, yeah. I mean, for me, we never really got any... We never really got anywhere, especially, like, his relationship with his mother. We never really got anywhere with that. So it was all just kind of... I mean, for me, I, I never really got the... I never... For me, we never really went... We never really got closure with some of these... With some of these uh, characters' storylines. And that's why, for me, it, it, it was... That's why for me, I, I'm giving it a negative there. And then just how it ended for me. People in my audience and I, we were all just like, what? That That's it? I mean, that's just... The way it ended, I I, I hated the ending of this movie. <laughs> I, I, I did not uh-huh. like the ending of this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was going to say something. Um, it's interesting that you said the uh, that there's not really a resolution to the conflicts between the guys in the group 
and with uh, the brothers. And I think that's interesting because I took that as more of like, that's kind of how guys are with their friends. That's like, true. Especially this type of friend group. It's like, um, you know, you get into fights and, you know, you beat each other up and you're angry at each other and then kind of you just, you call it a day and that's it. And then the next day you're kind of awkward about it and then you fall back into, you know, it's you're part of the group. And mm -hmm. um, the main thing that I got from this movie is that, well, I knew this, but guys don't really talk about their feelings to other guys. So when, um, you know, Stevie and his, his brother have a, a really kind of abusive relationship with each other, it's not like, I, didn't, I never expected from them to talk about that mm -hmm. with each other. Um, yeah, I, I think the tendency is to, and because of how movies are, we expect there to be some huge blowout and confrontation mm -hmm. and, you know, there to be a big resolution. I, I just... I, I can't I can't hold it as a negative because that's even, just how life is and that's if, how this movie hold on hold on even, hold on <laughs> hold on Ozzy hold on that's how this movie wanted to approach it they just wanted to approach it in just a very real way and that's something that pointing back to and I'm gonna relate this to a movie that I know you really love I'm not as high on but not for this reason um, uh, Manchester by the Sea. In the dialogue in Manchester by the Sea and a lot of the writing in that movie, which is another A24 movie, by the way, and I'm sure it'll come up in our discussion after this, it very much takes this approach where there is tons of conversations that just kind of trail off. There's no big resolution to it. There's People will start talking. It'll never really resolve itself, and then they'll just walk away. That's how that movie was written a lot. And that's something that was one of the biggest positives of that movie for me was because it's very realistic. There's not a big resolution to every conversation that you have in your life. So uh, that's why I, I can't g get on with or agree with this negative here. But I, again, I kind of understand where you guys are coming from. So I don't know. What were you going to say, Ozzy? Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I wasn't necessarily expecting, like, this huge thing where, like, there was dramatic music in the end and they made up, da 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 da, -da. No, it's not what I was expecting. I was just expecting to see some kind of closure there. I understand that guys don't necessarily talk. I, I've seen that all the time. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and whatever, it's fine. I'm a dude, I don't talk all the time. <laughs> but there's all, but at the end of the day, there's resolution there. And I really just didn't see that. For me, I was just like, okay, that you're whatever. That's the, mm -hmm. and, and just the way the movie ended, in my opinion. Well, I agree with the ending. I, I don't more. hate the ending, but I agree. I hated the ending. I understand oh. why it happened or whatever, but for me, I I wanted it to be more. Um, and just kind of, I wanted to see the the, the dynamic with, with these characters more because it was really interesting and it was really greatly written. Mm -hmm. I think we can all all here agree with that, but I just wish that we got more from it. Yeah. Uh, Noah, you and I have played the roles of defenders in this yeah. negative section. So, well, what actual negatives do you have? Uh, actual negatives? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't think I missed anything. But um, the relationship between the mother and the son is not as big as I as I, I thought it was. Like there, there's a part where uh, she says she used to talk, or she's like, uh, she's like yeah. talking to her son. And she's like, we used to talk, and I was like. You did? I don't <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, but yeah. I guess that's the case. I think that that's one where they did a lot of telling us and not really showing us. And maybe that was a chemistry issue between the actor and the 
mom, but I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you because that's the one relationship where I do, I would say what you guys are saying about the other relationships in the movie where there's no real payoff there and there's also no setup there. <laughs> I just feel like they kind of just, like, expect us to kind of just get it and I don't think that came across very well with, between those two. Um, and also, the, there's multiple times where she, like, says something and then, like, he just doesn't listen and there's no real, <laughs> like... It, it, there's no backlash to that. Yeah, it's no just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was just strange. And bec especially because they made some of those scenes very big deals in the movie. And then there's really no payoff to them. So I agree with you completely on that yeah. um, dynamic as well. Um, anybody else have any negatives, Will? Um, yeah, I, gotta take a, I just wanted to take, a, I guess, my brief opinion yep. sort of on the ending. Well, sort of yeah. not, not going into it too much. Yeah. The, it ends with something that's a very, very dark subject matter, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yes. And um, my biggest issue with that was the fact it doesn't emphasize how negative of a thing that really is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it ends with them just ignoring it, basically. Mm -hmm. And I feel if you were in that situation and what happens to the maker happens to him, it would, you wouldn't just sort of immediately be like, oh, you know, let's just ignore that that just happened. It would kind of be like, a, I guess, I don't know what term, I just want to use culture shock in a way, but I don't know. There's blame it, that, that should have been placed <laughs> yeah, on you. Yes. You, would, you would think about it, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be something you just ignored or threw to the side. Yeah. And a lot of people in the situation, I think, would be acknowledging Especially it. Especially on the mom's end. Yeah, I think yes. that's mm -hmm. it's very underplayed. I there. think, well, I've had, you know, I was thinking about that. I think as a parent, they would take action the way she did. Initially, she would be more focused on her son more mm -hmm. than anything at first, but yeah. it still would be at a point after that where she would acknowledge and probably mm -hmm. go completely off. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially when it's like, it's about her son's safety. It's not really like, like there are negative things that have happened to him mm -hmm. because he's hanging out with these friends. Yeah. And so her first response like like there's a bit of a you know a, a resolution where she sees something it's like they've and i'm not gonna yeah <laughs> i don't want to spoil it uh, but she sees something and it's kind of like um resolved a little bit but it's like no not enough yeah i'm sorry but yeah no it, it, it's yeah. it's sloppy i i i like the idea of the ending but i think it's sloppily handled and that's it stands out because Jonah Hill does such a great job with the rest of the movie, in my opinion at least, that I he really doesn't wrap up the movie as well as he could have. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate the ending, but I understand and agree that it's not handled the best. Um, so, fair enough. Um, anybody else have negatives before we rate this movie and move on and talk about a little bit more A24 movies? Anybody? Ozzy? Um, no, I think that's it for me. Uh, yeah, I had a thing. Um, it's interesting because, um, so this, this is a movie set in the 90s. Yeah. And, uh, as we've all sort of observed, we're currently in, if we're looking at the 30 year cycle, we're, our, our culture is just kind of obsessed with the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's in everything, you know, just look at the movies these days. They're all kind of throwing <laughs> back to the 80s. Yeah. And so I hadn't seen many movies that were sort of nostalgic for the 90s. Mm -hmm. We're sort of getting that now as 
filmmakers who grew up in the 90s, yes. like Jonah Hill did, um, start to make movies, and they'll make movies about things that they remember. And so I think it's interesting what we'll be seeing movies about in the 1990s, or mm-hmm. set in the 1990s, uh, referencing the 1990s. Uh, it's, it's just interesting. Like, the things that they focus on, skate culture, uh, hip-hop, stuff like that, is, is that what people are going to, like, pick from that decade to mm-hmm. sort of um, glamorize and, and sort of just make movies out of the thing? I, th- I think it's an interesting sort of look into what is the future for the, I guess it's the 30-year cycle. Yeah. And it swings <laughs> into, the, yeah. into the 90s. When, when I was going to see this movie, I was like, uh, there is, like... All of the adults in the 90s were probably not thinking, like, we were going to be getting movies about, like, the stupid stuff kids were doing in the 90s. And now, and just, it made me think about the fact that there's kids growing up in today's world Mm -hmm. that are going to grow up and be nostalgic about the 2010s. Yeah. And we're going to get, like, a late 10 or late teens movie. I don't know. It's like, that's insane to me, again. It, yeah. it's stuff that's been happening yeah if you look back like at the 80s like they were making stuff about the 50s yeah it's very true so yep. I, I don't know it's something it's probably going to carry on oh, for, oh, oh yeah. forever it's, it's <laughs> a phenomenon it's the 30-year the cycle it's yeah when, yeah yep definitely filmmakers who all right well let's rate this movie and then move on ozzy let's start with you what do you got well i'm giving this movie a 7.1 Wait, what? 7.1. Okay. I, for a second, I thought you said 7.81. I was like, that is oddly specific. <laughs> but 7.1, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, uh, Noah, what about you? Oh, um, let's do a, an, an 8.3. All right. All right. Will? Um, I kind of, like, initially, I wanted, I wanted to give this, like, a 6. But I feel like I'm still I'm slightly like disrespecting. I mean, you you sold me on the point where you were saying it's from his perspective, and that's why a lot of the things happen that way. Um, so I'd say a six, but I want to also say seven at the same time because I feel like a six is too harsh because I wasn't really acknowledging that. So yeah, if that enough. yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm definitely on the higher end. Um, I'm giving this movie an eight point six out of ten. I. I think this movie is great, and I think the more I watch it, the more I'll pre- I, I will appreciate it. Um, it's of the last couple of nothing happens, quote-unquote, movies that A24 has made. It might be my least favorite, but that's not saying too much considering how highly I think of the other ones, uh, which leads us into... The A24 discussion and some of our favorite movies from A24, and I'm going to start with those, uh, again, quote-unquote, nothing happens movies, Uh, specifically the one, the last couple that they've made in 8th grade and The Florida Project. Now, The Florida Project in particular very much has the same type of vibe with this movie, where, again, it is through the perspective of children. So there are plenty of things that just, again, are happening where you're just like, this is absolutely terrible, and I cannot believe what's going on. And the movie just brushes over it. Like, there's, okay, with the Florida Project in particular, this is not a spoiler because I don't even know if you can spoil the Florida Project because, no, again, it's a quote-unquote nothing happens movie. Um, her, the main character's mom is a prostitute, essentially. 
but you don't really like that's something that's going on in the background completely yeah. like one scene in particular where they kind of really try to quote unquote show that the camera stays in the bathroom because the little girl is taking a bath a bath mm-hmm. while her mom has a man in the other room mm-hmm. the camera stays the only time you ever see her doing what she's doing is through the bathroom door that's it mm-hmm. That's it's so like so good because it's again not that's that's happening and that's terrible that this little girl is experiencing all of this and she has to live with this, but she she's not processing that so the movie doesn't make you process it or make you deal with it because it's through her perspective and I love that and I think that movie the Florida Project takes what mid nineties does and because uh it, and I think it's a little bit more expertly done. And that's why The Florida Project was my second, I think it was the second best movie of last year, if I look at my uh, ratings again. Uh, it's amazing. I love that movie. Ozzy wasn't as high on it, but we can talk about that. But, um, and then mid-nine, or not mid-90s, and then the eighth grade eighth grade is just, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it from this year, you should because I have a sneaking sus- suspicion that we will still be talking about it um come oscar season so <laughs> highly recommended i won't go into that one as much because again we're still kind of in the uh, uh wake of that movie so i i will <laughs> not go into it as much but it's a so good and it's very much again very much one of these movies where not too much happens in terms of plot but it's about this character experiencing life in the in eighth grade and but this time it's very modern and that's the impressive part about it is that it made something as mundane as like a 2018 eighth grade girl's life mm-hmm. compelling. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but eighth graders aren't very compelling people. <laughs> so the fact that they made that um, interesting and um, int- and cool to watch was incredible. And it's brilliantly awkward. That's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, see it. Have you seen it, Noah? I haven't, but I've oh, heard a lot about so it. It's good. Like, it's on my list. Yeah. I, 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 was, I oh, so good. need to see more. Um, Enrique. Let's, yes. Let's activate you. Um, I'm activated, yeah. <laughs> speak a little bit about 8th grade because uh, I know you're a huge fan. 8th grade, once again, a bop. Um, <laughs> I think oh. the a lot of, like, what was going on in the movie, like, it definitely was not as dark of a tone as mid... Well, it's not... Mid-90s in Florida Project didn't really have a dark tone. I mean, it kind of did, but it was, like, life, right? Mm-hmm. And this girl isn't going through as much, like, as what's... Ha- she goes through some stuff. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. She goes through some stuff, but it's not as grim as the other two movies in, like, this time capsule drama that we're talking about. And it's it's a lot more lighthearted. It's, like you said, it's brilliantly awkward, and it's just a fun time in general. <laughs> and it brings back some memories, so... Yeah, uh... Yeah, those are definitely the two that I wanted to talk about first, just because I, they very much echo what mid nineties did. So I think it carries this over really well. Um, Noah, what are some of your favorite A twenty four movies? Uh, oh man, let me think. Um, <laughs> well, I guess while you, what you were saying there about um, sure. it, it seems like recent A twenty four movies are they have like a focus on on putting you in the mind. Yes. Of of these of these kids who are growing up and they're going through some stuff. It's like sort of a coming of age, but you don't really it's not there's not like a full resolution towards the end, mm-hmm. but it's sort of a, a growing process. Mm-hmm. Um I have seen 
three A24 movies. Um, three? <laughs> three. Not many, oh, honestly. Wow. Uh, I've seen The Lobster, The Witch, and Hereditary. And I love all of those movies. <laughs> the I think, horror side. Yes. The horror side yes. of A24 is really good. I love The Witch. I think it's... It's one of the best horror movies. and It's probably the best horror movie of the last ten years, oh, in my opinion. I... Yes, I I agree with that. I think like it's fight me of Kendrick. such a such a period piece. I guess like um, so like the the setting is is so consistent. Like the way that people talk is like mm-hmm. it's like how did th- that that's insane. The, the, an entirely different way of talking had to be learned by these actors. Um, yeah, that's something impressive. that the director uh, Robert Eggers has talked about uh, numerous times, and I can't. When is he making his next movies? I want him to make another movie. Yeah. Um, but he was very, very adamant about how accurate it was to time period and to location. It was so well done, and um, that's uh, sparked many a conversation, or uh, some would say ranting and raving on this podcast. <laughs> about how uh, horror movies are perceived and how they are looked at incorrectly in general. Um, Because, again, this is something I said before, but we have new people listening, I'm sure. The witch doesn't necessarily scare you in the moment, but you will be terrified after you watch that movie. Mm -hmm. And that is the genius of the movie. Mm -hmm. That it is disturbing and it will make you freak out after you watch the movie yeah. that's why it's so good it is there's a, no jump scares in it and i'm sorry i know that's what people want for some reason but <laughs> it's a very slow slow burn with a just a, a kind of explosive ending yeah. like towards the end you oh, just shit. walk away in your mouth like my mouth was, <laughs> was open at the end and i was just like uh what <laughs> um, so good yeah uh, uh Ozzy, you've seen The Witch. <laughs> Let's talk about The Witch. And Hereditary, for that matter, because you're mm. even higher on The Hereditary than you are on The Witch. Mm. Am I? I think so, I right? You, no, you've said no. You've said Hereditary is like the best horror movie. You're, you're at, you, based on what no, you've said. I said best no, this year. I've told, no, I've told people that they're both the... I mean, I've even said that Hereditary bars from The Witch. Okay, fair enough. I've, go, I've gone as far I, as I, I could have swore you were as high, but... Or higher, but no. I mean, I'm high on both. I mean, for me, they're both. I mean, they're both some of the those two movies. In my opinion, are two of the scariest movies I've seen in the last decade. Um, so I mean, that's just my opinion. I think the witch. What what gets me about the witch is definitely the fact that they stay true to their to their to their time period. There, back in the 1700s, 1700s, I want to say, was when it takes place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, for me, I, I definitely respect the fact that they they went a hundred percent into it when it when it when it involves you know talking the old old English. Um, it's hard to understand, but I respect the fact that they went for it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, the cinematography just drowns me in in just the just the area, um, and then the ending of the of the film just absolutely haunted me like for two three nights <laughs> <laughs> um, at least as, as far as hereditary goes I, it didn't haunt me for two or three nights but i mean it's definitely a movie where you were shocked mm-hmm. and you were surprised at the fact that things happened mm-hmm. there with some of these characters 
and the way that they, you know, the way that they handled it, it was just, you were yeah. in shock. Yeah. Um, cause everything, cause it, it was, it, it took their time. And when things hit the fan, they hit the fan <laughs> really well. Um, so, but they, but they borrowed some ideas from, from the witch, which I thought for me, in my opinion, this was more of a more modern witch, in my opinion, when it comes to hereditary and some aspects. In the style, So certainly. for me, I, I love those. Yeah, and for, for, for me, I, I love both those movies. And when it comes to, and I'm not a horror guy, but for me, it's definitely, um, those two movies are definitely some of the scariest movies I've seen in the last decade. And and whenever somebody asks me what scary movie to watch, I'm like, Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> or The Witch. Hereditary or The Witch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've so, uh, Will, have you seen either of those movies? Um, I've seen The Witch. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather talk about it because I feel like I, I I wasn't that big of a fan of okay, it. Okay, fair enough. So if it, I feel enough. I feel like if I keep talking, it's just like I'm just gonna come off as the guy that's a negative. Yeah. I, I really do like Football movies, show. but yeah. it's just it wasn't. No, it, it's, horror it's horror is a weird like genre for me because yeah. there's a lot of it that I hate. And then there's the ones, there's a lot of bad. the <laughs> ones that I like, yeah. I love. Yeah. But it's like it's rare for me to find that that exact movie that I do love mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what A twenty four movies do have you seen that you want to talk okay. about? Um, so the ones that I read over the list, the ones that are my favorites is like um, Room, Green Room, Ex Machina, and oh um, shoot, I forgot I've seen the the Disaster Artist. Sorry. And you said Manchester by the Sea was it A twenty four? I believe it is. I could be wrong. I'll double check. Mm -mm. If if it's not Amazon. Oh, you're uh, right. It is Amazon. Right. Yeah. Dang, yeah, okay. My bad. Not, then. My bad. <laughs> uh, ignore my previous statements. Um, um, yeah, those those four out of the entire list that I, were the ones that I actually liked, and Room, uh, Green Room, oh, actually probably all four of those are like some of my favorite mm -hmm. films. I wouldn't say there's yeah, I love all four of those. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we actually have just recently done a retro review of Room, and uh, obviously and I both raved about that one. Um, yeah, I'm so happy Brie Larson's in the MCU. <laughs> Praise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Green Room. Uh, I, Green Room's an interesting one because I'll be the negative one here. I'm not a huge fan of Green Room. I, I I feel like it's just that's a movie that for me, a lot of these characters, I just they're not good people and I don't care about them. I don't think the movie does. I don't think the movie really makes an effort for me to care about them. So I don't know. It didn't really work at all for me. It, it's good because it's well made but i i'm just not the big fan why were you a fan of it so um well i think first with, with a24 in general uh even the ones i hate or, or d dislike they're still yes they're well made they yeah. have a quality to them so like i was mentioning with mid 90s all of them have great cinematography writing and all of it. It, it really the biggest issue that comes to me is is like plot lines mm -hmm. so um the reason i like green room green room reminded me a bit of i guess the only it's not exactly like that, but it it sort of has like a quality that's similar to like first blood in a sense, mm -hmm. where it's like a person really resorting to like survival instincts. Mm -hmm. And um, I liked that it was super violent. I like how the antagonists. I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but I mean, they're they're neo Nazis basically. So <laughs> when it's a person fighting against them, you you really just want them to to see them killed. Like you don't you don't really care, mm -hmm. and it's satisfying to see them killed oh, off. Yeah. So it's like to have the build up, the t the whole tension is so well done. Mm -hmm. The creative aspect of what uh, Yelchin's character does in it, 
which is a shame that he actually passed away after that because mm-hmm. this is like the start of his career pretty much with that movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion at least. Um, he was in some other stuff before it, but this was probably what was going to get him really famous. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff his character comes up with to combat the antagonists is extremely creative. Mm-hmm. I think it's extremely well done. And then the ending is just, I mean, it's just, it's not, I don't want to say it's like an action. It's its really more of a thriller, but it does have like sort of that action movie quality in a sense mm-hmm. where it's like it has a really nice payoff at the end. It has it has the formula, let me so to speak, but it's with in the thriller genre. It has yeah. like the formula of like die hard, but in the thriller genre. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll circle back to Ex Machina. I definitely want to talk about Ex Machina, mm-hmm. but let's go to Ozzy first. Uh, Ozzy, what are some of your favorite A24 movies? I mean, I know, but for those of us who don't know. Um, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> you should have been <laughs> expecting it. <Yeah. laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to go as far as to say that 20th Century Woman is one of my favorites. Knew that Moonlight. One, yeah. um, and definitely Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Is Moonlight their only um, best picture? I think so. I believe so. I mean, Moonlight for me, I I love Moonlight for the storytelling parts of it. I thought it was really interesting. I I think the acting in that movie is definitely phenomenal. Some of the best acting that year. Um, uh, uh, Just the fact that it took it it took place here in in, in Florida. I really got the I really got the vibe from, you know, I really felt that I was there. so for me, I really enjoyed this film, and, and for me, the story was really amazing as well, just kind of seeing that character kind of evolve and adapt to what people, what, what he thought people should see, and mm-hmm. just kind of hiding himself in that. Um, for me, I, I really found that, that, that story really amazing and, and really interesting. Um, 20th Century Woman, I, this is where I first saw Greta Gerwig. She was in this movie. Um she also drew, just she directed um, Lady Bird, which is also another A twenty four film. Hey, don't don't um, don't step don't step on it. You know I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I know you are. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean for me, this movie was also amazing. For me, this I loved the writing in this film. I loved it. Uh, another thing I loved about this movie, uh, cinematography. I loved it. Um, the fact that it took place in Santa Barbara and 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 the cinematography helped me. Like again, I felt that I was there. And mm-hmm. I, I found this story really interesting as well, just because of these characters' dynamics um, and just what the message was towards the end of the film. I really loved it. Um, so, I mean, those are some of my favorites. Swiss mm-hmm. Army Man is definitely a unique one. I think it's their most uh, unique film. <laughs> uh, shout out my friend. Not... Shout out our friend Jack's favorite movie. Favorite movie. Period. Uh, that... <laughs> definitely, definitely one of the most unique films I have ever seen in my life. And I think this this movie that that movie was really weird, but definitely one of the one of the funniest movies that year too. Um, so, okay, I yeah. think. I mean, that's what I'll say about Swiss Army Man. All right, <laughs> so I think we should. I think uh, just for those of us who are for the people who haven't seen Swiss Army Man, I'm just going to describe the opening to this movie. Because I feel like it's productive. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this movie opens up with um, Paul Dano, his character, stranded on an island by himself, about to hang himself. Okay? He 
sees a dead body, played by Daniel Radcliffe, and yes, played by Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> uh, washed up on the shore. So he barely survives his own attempts at hanging himself to go to check on this dead body. Um, the dead body proceeds to start farting. <clears throat> farting so much that it starts to uh, carry itself back into the sea. Um, Paul Dano grabs on to this, pa- this dead body and rides it away. Like a dolphin. Like a dolphin. Yeah. That's the opening to this movie. It is absolutely insane. I, again, Ozzy and I, Ozzy can attest, multiple people got up and left the theater when we saw this movie. And I get it. <laughs> because if you can't take that just leap of absurdity with it, it's, don't bother. Because it just keeps getting weirder. But at the end of the day, the movie that I just described to you, the beginning of, I'm going to tell you some of the themes in this movie. One of them in particular. The meaning of life. Love. The, the, the nature of friendship. These are all things that this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Beneath the insanity of it. That's, the, that's, that's why this movie is so brilliant. Not to mention, it is one of the weirdest soundtracks you'll ever hear. And I'm not going to lie, I've definitely listened to it because it's nuts. Um, Paul Dano sings um, Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's so good. It's, good. Yeah, the, it's the, amazing. The entire soundtrack is all acapella by the two leads. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. It's so stupid. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, so shout out to Jack DeCristofalo's favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I love that movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and that at all sounds any even intriguing to you, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I think. <laughs> to take it down a notch from the absurdity. Let, let's dwell on Moonlight a little bit. Uh, has anybody else besides me and Ozzy seen this movie? I haven't seen Moonlight. Have not? Yeah. Have not? Yes? I have not. Okay. I'm going to out myself right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Moonlight, their only best picture winner for now. We'll see. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I think the unfortunate part about the way that went down, which um, if you want to watch our live reactions to the Oscars that year, they're on Facebook. Um, Disney didn't shut us down that year. <laughs> Can't say the same about last year, <clears throat> unfortunately. But it, it was an, an insane night. Uh, that was the time that uh, they announced La La Land, and then they were like, oh, wait, uh, they pulled the Steve Harvey, and they are like, oh, wait, no, it's Moonlight. Um, that was insane. And the unfortunate part about that is that Moonlight kind of get lost in the shuffle because now that Oscars is only remembered because of that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Moonlight, like, it was a very deserving Best Picture winner. I personally wouldn't have voted for it, but I don't think they were necessarily wrong for choosing it. It's so good. The Like Ozzy was talking about, the acting is incredible. I mean, Mahershal Ali is just, I mean... If you have, what's that? What's that movie that the trailer's always playing for with him? Ozzy, do you remember the name of it? it no, I don't uh, remember the name of it. Green, but, it's um, it's green something. I can't remember. Um, but that movie looks incredible. It took me forever to realize that it was Viggo Mortensen, by the way. I mean, for me, me, Moonlight. Uh, okay, for me, oh, for me, yeah. Moonlight. For me, for me, for for what I remember of the year 2016, yeah. we had a bunch 
there was a lot of great movies and again carlos and i will i think that was that was a really great year for film my opinion one of the best years of film so there were a lot of things on there i wouldn't have necessarily chose that either but for me i wasn't upset that it was nominated either Mm -hmm. because there were a lot of films that we all loved and thought were the best Mm -hmm. so for me it was fine like i wasn't even upset and i was actually pretty happy for for the uh for the cast and the production um because i thought either way they did a really great job there's so many good performances in it naomi harris and and and, yeah for me this movie it's not i'm not even mad that it won i thought it did so good I thought it was a really, really amazing movie, and for me, it could have been any one of the movies that we that we had in our top tens um, as well. So for me, it was it, yeah, for yeah. me it was just just as right. I, I I think you and I were trying to put it on our top tens, but we just it was yeah we we but we had so many good movies. That was that a year. Gr- it was, just, it was, it was a really tough. good year. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> good year. Um, all right, I said we'd circle back to it. Let, let's start talking about Ex Machina. All right, um, <laughs> I can be a part of the yes, discussion. Yes, <laughs> I think both of you can. And Ozzy, oh, yeah, I think, Ozzy, you haven't seen Ex Machina, right? Nope. <sighs> Is there any movie that we have all seen? I don't know. Um, Ex Machina. Uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really good. I love that movie. Um, Jeez. That movie is, uh, it's a very... Uh, and this is another benchmark of A24. It's very intentionally paced. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be for everybody. But this movie essentially has three performances, three, three characters. And they all give probably the best performances of their respective careers. Mm. Right? Yeah, Oscar Isaac is... Oscar Isaac's a really good man. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. He's got some good ones, too. I, I don't know. I mean, just the performances, the writing, the everything about this movie, it's beautifully shot. Beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And then the effects, I believe this won even a couple of effects awards, and that's impressive for an independent film. Yeah. Not, like, that's, inc- that's incredible. Think about all the blockbusters this movie was going up against for all these effects awards. Yeah, it came out in 2015, right? 2015, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So, that's that's insane. Yeah. And it was just, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys, uh, Will? What do you, what do you, you um, obviously were the first person so, to bring it up. So my personal thing, the reason why I love Ex Machina, I can't, I don't really want to spoil it or yeah. anything, but, um, as compared, there, you know, the the philosophy or theme of it, so to speak, has been, it's been done in previous films before and like explored through, you know, books, Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. I like how this one was different in a sense Um, with the ending and whatnot. It is, it's a lot darker in tone. Mm -hmm. It isn't, it it doesn't go into like, say for instance, the one I compare it, well compared to is like similar to something like Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blade Runner makes you, it really focuses on like, positive things near the end like like sort of like to get you to think like oh i need to have empathy here mm-hmm. this one is different mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's the best yeah. way i can go about it yeah. without spoiling anything yeah, yeah. no uh loved it um <laughs> I think we mentioned that um really like i, I can't remember the actress who alicia vikander yeah alicia vikander love her as um as the ai ava ava thank you <laughs> um Really great cinematography, really great uh, set design. Like yeah. the look of, of uh, Oscar Isaac's mansion is is really nice. 
really clean, really mm-hmm. Kubrick inspired, uh, if if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, it was just I was blown away. I don't think Alicia Vikander has lived up to this this movie yet. No. Um, I think. Well, I guess the Danish girl maybe. I don't know. I I loved her in the Danish girl. Did she get nominated for that? I don't remember. Um, but she she's incredible in this movie, and I I, I it's gonna be hard for her to kind of live up to um, the reputation that she earned just from that movie. To be honest, um, but yeah, and the it, again, it's so hard to talk about this movie in particular without mm-hmm. talking about the ending because I think the ending yeah. is so important to why this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, really works. And it's one of the better sci-fi movies um, that mm-hmm. has come out in recent years. So if you haven't seen it, I'll yeah. you should see it. Because it, I, I really think you would... I think you in particular would like this movie, Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that a lot of people would if they knew about it. Because I this is a movie that just kind of, kind of came and went. Um, other than the Oscars um, for what it was nominated for. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it was. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, um, all right, I've, I mean, there's tons of other ones I could talk about, Slow mm-hmm. West with, um, oh, who, who's in it, I'm blanking on his name, and I'm gonna hate myself, Michael Fassbender, duh, uh, Slow West with Michael Fassbender is really good, that was on my top ten of that year, uh, it's incredible how many of these actually were, um, American Honey, that's the Shia LaBeouf movie, that's kind of weird, but also pretty interesting, um, it comes at night. I think that's an interesting one to talk about it because I think Ozzy, I can't remember how you felt. I know I was disappointed by this movie. Were you as well? I can't remember. Which movie was it? It comes at night. I think yeah, the no, best no, way no, we no, just no. um, the way we described it is the I think probably the best way you can describe it, and it is it's basically a really good episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> but that's not necessarily good enough to warrant the hype that was surrounding this movie before it came out. Um, people were talking about this movie like in the same vein as like The Witch and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it ends up being again, like I said, a very good episode of The Walking Dead. But that's not the Witch level. <laughs> I would not put it on the same level as that movie. Um, it's solid, All right, Ozzy? I love the poster to this film. Like, yeah, I, I know you did. In a, in, a, in a heartbeat, if I could, just because I was like, oh, this is super dope. The movie, I felt, could have been better. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, the trailers and everything were just like, oh, my God. It's like, what comes at night? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? What is it? <laughs> like, that's, like, what, like, that was the whole thing yeah. about it. And he was like, man, like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? I think, yeah. But, I mean... There was no climax to that mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I, I felt like the trailers really yeah. misled you there. So, yeah, it was a disappointment, but I still feel like the production value of yeah. it was really great, and I still feel like the acting was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think Joel Edgerton gave one of his best performances in that film. Yeah. So, for me, it was still really great. I think what just disappointed Carlos and I, well, especially me the most, was just the fact that trailers were really misleading. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big that point was, for was us that, as Wasn't well. that last year? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes, 2017, and I feel like that was I thought I, I think last year was there was a lot of contention with trailers last year because I had a big problem with a bunch of movies last year. Yeah, with the, the way fact they were trailers, marketed. Which, yeah, yeah, because you know you'd go in, it's like, dang, like this is like the trailer is showing me this, I can't wait, and you go mm-hmm. into the movie, and you're just like, why wasn't I? 
Yeah. Why is it this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was it was one of those it was one of those movies. A couple more from uh, last year, because last year was a really good year for 24 by the way. Uh, Ghost Story was really good. Um, just incredible performance from Rooney Mara. And <laughs> in a way that uh, I don't think they necessarily like planned for this, but I think it's fitting that um, uh, Casey Affleck spent the entire movie with a sheet over his head. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fitting. Um, and then Good Time um, with Robert Pattinson was really good as well from last year. Killing the Sacred Deer. That's the same director as The Lobster. Yes, I which know that. Yeah. You talked about the the weirdness of The Lobster. Killing of a Sacred Deer it's, might be weirder. I, it's Is that possible? It's insane. Okay. It's a really weird right. movie um, that does have um, Nicole Kidman in it. So, you know, I'm in. I'm a huge Nicole Kidman fan. And then before I talk about Lady Bird, because I've got to talk about Lady Bird, um, I think Brianna would personally... All three of us, all four of us on this podcast know Brianna relatively well. I think Brianna would personally assassinate each and every one of us <laughs> one at a time if we do not talk about the disaster artist. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brianna, that, Brianna very much has movies that she like, she, she'll tell me I have to be on for this. The disaster artist yeah. was one of them. Her and I drove an hour and a half to go see this movie because it was not playing in Lynchburg yet. Oh. So we drove an hour and a half to go see this movie. Um, uh, this movie's great, right? Are we, have you seen it? Yes. You've seen it? Yes. I, I love the disaster. <laughs> so <artist>. good. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I um, James Franco, again, gives a great performance. And then just the way that I, I think the best part about this movie is that they do a great job of kind of making you understand to the in the best way that they can <laughs> the character that is Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, the real life caricature that, yes. that exists, that is a person. Um, it's a Twitter. What, what kind of thoughts do you guys have about this movie? Um... Well, first, I mean, I I love the room, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. of course, I had Fair to enough. see I had to see the disaster artist. Um, I mean, it, I like how this is like it's more than just fan service to people that are fans mm -hmm. of the room. Mm -hmm. It really has like an entire story of friendship yes. through the disaster mm -hmm. artist. Uh, another thing I also liked was how Tommy actually told. I think James Franco asked Tommy, he's like, if if he did anything wrong. And Tommy was like, "No, you played you played me perfectly. You just forgot to wear the glasses." So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he really does. It, yeah. I mean, James Franco does yeah. a perfect Tommy Wiseau yeah. impersonation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's it's really good. It's really good. Um, Ozzy, I know you kind of have to rush your way out of here. So, what um, were your last thoughts on the Disaster Artist and then A twenty four movies in general? Well, I remember when I, I remember that Brianna saw this movie before I did, and she was like, "Did you see it yet?" And I was like, "No." She was like, "Well, hurry up! You need, I need to talk to somebody about it." <laughs> um, um, she, this movie was really great. Um, I, I love this movie. I thought James Franco did an amazing portrayal of Tommy Wiseau. Um, I watched The Room, and then I watched, um, and then I watched The Disaster Artist, and my gosh. <laughs> Um, James Franco did an amazing job <laughs> with that film. He really did. Uh, and the fact that he, you know, he worked with his brother Dave Franco, I thought that, that was they had really, great chemistry. Really cool. That was the 
best and part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they worked together and that they had great chemistry. I loved it. Um, I loved seeing had the production of how they made everything. Mm-hmm. And that was the most interesting aspect of the film, in my opinion. Um, and just, I never knew who Tommy Wiseau was, but after this one, I was like, who is this guy? Where mm-hmm. did he come from? And like, what does he have? So like, Another like, where, like, where does he get off? <laughs> we still don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This is so good. All right. Ozzy, um, I know you've kind of got a bolt out of here and we are running pretty long here, I'm assuming. So, um, uh, we'll just let you go. I'll, I'll briefly, I'll, as briefly as I can, uh, talk about Lady Bird a little bit, and then we'll, I'll sign this out. So don't you worry. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, definitely, if you guys want a recommendation, definitely watch 20th Century Women, and definitely, I would say, watch Moonlight. Yep, there Those we go. would be my recommendations Fair for enough. films by 24. Guys, it's been great. Peace. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> right. Last but not least, certainly not least, I gotta talk about Lady Bird. Has have you either of you seen Lady Bird? I have not seen it. I've I've Sorry. seen it, but you'll probably hate me still. Oh okay. <laughs> um It's on my I think it's on right. Amazon. it's it's on the list, I guess. Okay. Uh, I there's not a person on this planet, and I've I said this. I said this during Oscar season last year, and it's still true. There's not a person on this planet who can tell me that there was a better director last year than Greta Gerwig. Ooh, all right. She was incredible. The way she put this movie together from start to finish, the way she established this character and directed just the hell out of this movie. I love this movie. I think that it does a great job of giving us a character who is weird but also is very relatable and and just the way that the movie again the way that it's structured is it's very quote unquote by the numbers and that was the biggest criticism of it from people that I've talked to is that it's a in terms of story it's a very basic coming of age story and a very basic coming of age movie again this is an argument I made before. I don't think that's an inherent negative. If it's executed as best as it possibly can, I don't care if it's basic, quote unquote. It, it, it was one of the best made movies of the year, period. And then on top of it, the writing is just mind-blowingly good. The, the dynamic between mother and daughter, because ultimately that's what this movie is about, is Lady Bird's relationship with her mother it was so real that i it just it was so it was tangible like i felt like these were people that i could like just i i know these people i know that relationship i've seen that relationship i've seen that dynamic and that goes to the writing and then that goes to the direction and it's just so well done and so just the realism is the strength of that movie because i bought into it so hard when you are watching this on the screen. It's just, again, I can't explain it any better than just saying these were real people. Like, I, these were not real people, obviously. This is, these are made up characters, but they felt so, like, human. And it's just, it's so good. And everything, all the way up until the end, all the way through the end, felt authentic 
about that dynamic between the two of them. And then even if the less quote on the less quote unquote important relationship in the movie is between the, her and her father, that even felt like I bought that that in, in the the triangle dynamic between the three of them, how he's the quote unquote good de- good guy and she has to be the bad guy with Lady Bird, but then. And Lady Bird has a natural affinity towards him, but not her. And it's just like that's that's life. That just I bought into that so hard. And I, and then of course Saoirse Ronan. I mean, she's Saoirse Ronan. She's incredible. Um, how old is she? She is way too old to be playing a high schooler. But again, <laughs> I buy her as a high schooler because she's so good. And I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna keep going because I've spent probably well over an hour just on this podcast talking about Lady Bird before um, repeatedly. So I apologize for those of you who have heard this spiel multiple times. Um, but I love the movie. Oh, it's my favorite. It was one of my favorite movies last year. It might have even, I think it was my favorite of last year. I can't remember. Um, if there was, I'm sure there was something that was in contention, but I was probably just lying to myself <laughs> because I love that movie. Um, anyway. Highly recommend it. You know what? If we're doing recommendations, that's my recommendation. Screw it. Ladybird. It's Ladybird. Check it out uh, if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I got. All right. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Noah, where can people find you on social media? And then if you have a recommendation, throw it out. Yeah. At uh, Noah underscore Resk and my Twitter where I do my movie reviews, brief underscore intermission. And um, for my recommendation. Um... I would recommend an A24 film, but we've discussed yeah. extensively all the ones. Uh, <laughs> the four that I guess I didn't know they were, some of them were A24. Um, Repo Man. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of Repo Man in both Halloween, which I was here because they were watching it in mm-hmm. the background. I don't, I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, it's a, a 1980s. It's sort of like a punk sort of inspired movie it's got a lot of like punk music sort of um that that sort of th- that that aesthetic mm-hmm. and I, um i kind of picked a little bit of that up from mid 90s yeah. um so yeah go watch repo man I, I like repo man awesome awesome will what about you um in terms of social media i'm kind of dead on <laughs> both facebook and twitter all right so, so you have so nowhere no, to yell at him twitter no, people no yeah um in terms of recommendations, uh, I would say either like two of my favorites, Room or Green Room. Both of those are great. Yep. So awesome, uh, Enrique. Activating you one more time. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. What do you um, got? Recommendation. This is really random, but um, the very first par- Paranormal Activity. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched right. that the other day. It's it's actually pretty good. First mm-hmm. one's pretty good. It's a very different time in horror in two thousand six, but yeah, it was good. It's a good like Halloween movie to just throw on in the background. But yeah, social media at cboga six three five on Twitter and yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. All right, you can find me on social media at cheery four five six. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All at screen, fellas. And then, of course, the YouTube channel where Enrique sometimes does stuff? Question mark? And the, <laughs> and the website um, where Chucky does some reviews. And I just remembered that there's a review he put on there that I have not posted on social media yet. So hopefully by the time this goes up, I will already have done that. 
Um, but so yeah, check all that out. And I know this has been a long one, I'm sure. I don't know the time because we don't have a timer in here yet. But <laughs> um, I know it's been a long one. So thanks for sticking with us. We had a lot of people on this episode and we had a lot to talk about, but we had fun. So thanks for checking this out and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This is Screen Falls. Thank you.